God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Last year, the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl. It was a season of 16 games and four postseason games to become the Super Bowl champions. The battle has been won for them, and they came out victorious. They are no longer endeavoring to overcome the other teams to win the title for the 2021 season because they are now victorious. There's nothing left to do but enjoy the fruit and benefits of being the champions of Super Bowl 56. In the game of life, what type of person are we? Are we one of those who is trying to overcome defeat? Or are we the ones who recognize that in Christ we have been made more than conquerors? Are we striving to win or enjoying the truth we have won? If you're trying to win the battle to become good enough for God to bless you, I think you need to listen to today's episode to help you realize you need to just be who he made you and stop striving to overcome something. Give a listen. I was born on July 6, 1957, and was given the name Dennis Miller Dobbin. That's who I am, according to the flesh. And I've enjoyed being Dennis Miller Dobbin for a little over 65 years now. Fortunately, I don't ever have to go back and get born a second time in the flesh to become Dennis Miller Dobbin again, because that's who I already am. There is no challenge in my mind. I am a son of Dorothy and Raymond Dobbin. But I must admit, there are times when I have a challenge to overcome in my mind being a righteous, beloved Son of God in whom He is well pleased. Sometimes my lack of perfection or maturity makes me think less of myself as His child. The truth is, when the Father looks at me, He sees me as Jesus. So the bottom line of the matter is, I need to recognize I can be thriving not striving. I have been stuck in a battle to overcome, not recognizing that I've already won, swinging at an enemy that's already down. I've worn myself out and fallen to the ground. The true battle in my heart is learning to become, putting into practice what's already been done. My Savior's victory has gained me the prize. It's been within my reach and right before my eyes. The identity I embrace will determine my outcome. It's not about what I do or what I refrain from. It's learning to live as God's beloved Son, rejoicing in the work that Jesus has done. I need to stand confident in who I've been made. The price of redemption for me, Jesus has paid. To stand in the presence of God requires no striving. Living in the work of Jesus has me thriving. I can't pinpoint the exact age I got born again, as I can pinpoint my first birth, but it was for sure established in my teen years when I received the Holy Spirit into manifestation and spoke in tongues for the first time. I had concrete spiritual evidence that I was born again. I am a spirit-filled child of God. There's nothing I can do in the works of the flesh that will make me better in the sight of God and Jesus, who is my Savior. 
Jesus is the Savior. I am the saved one. All the work has been finished. Jesus said so in his last words on the cross, which we find in John 19, verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. It is finished. Or, as another way the word finished is translated, it's been paid for. The price for salvation has been paid for by the blood, sweat, and tears of Jesus. There's nothing for us to overcome except unbelief in this good news of the gospel. There's nothing to strive for. It's simply time now to enjoy the benefits and blessings of being a spirit-filled child of God. I know all about the challenge of renewing one's mind, putting off the old and putting on the new, but it can be as simple as speaking the truth about ourselves instead of lies. The more we speak the truth that we are who God says we are, the more faith and confidence we will exhibit. The more we speak the truth that we are who he made us in Christ, the more our hearts and minds will become convinced and we will be thriving instead of striving. It is a decision each and every moment to believe the truth and act on it. We must come to recognize our identity in Jesus that he obtained for us. It's a gift. You don't have to strive to receive a gift. You simply say, thank you, Jesus. When you look at the life of Christ, he was totally convinced, even at an early age, that he was the Son of God. At age 12, he said, I must be about my father's business. And he wasn't talking about working with Joseph, his stepfather. He repeatedly called himself the Son of God throughout the Gospels. And God the Father made no mistake in identifying Jesus and telling him and those around him what he thought of him. We see this in Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The Father spoke this first on the day of Jesus' baptism. As Jesus came up out of the water, the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Jesus had not done one miracle, or spoken one sermon, or told one parable, yet the Father said he was well pleased with him. What made the Father pleased with Jesus? This is my beloved Son. This was his true identity, which is now your true identity. We cannot allow a lack of performance to stop us from being who we are as children of God. Though it is imperative for the fruitfulness in our lives that we be obedient and be good children, nonetheless we are now and forever his children in whom he is well pleased because we are his children. To further emphasize it's not about our work, but the work of Jesus, look at Romans chapter 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So here is our two choices for our identity. We can be identified with Adam, the man of the flesh, or we can be identified with Jesus, the Son of God. We can identify as being made a sinner, or we can be identified as being made righteous. 
According to John chapter 1, verse 29, Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. If we confess Christ Jesus as our Lord and believe in him and his resurrection and invite him into our heart, he has taken away our sin, all our past ones and even all our future ones. He is a complete Savior. He has saved us to the uttermost, according to Hebrews. The book of Hebrews tells us of his one-time sacrifice for all, for all people and for all time. He was the only begotten Son of God and walked a perfect life before the Father and gave his life as the Lamb to take away our sins. Read or reread Isaiah chapter 53 and look at what the Messiah accomplished for us. Also read the book of Romans and see in chapter 5 through 8 all the awesome things that Jesus accomplished for us through his blood. So considering all of that, what is it that you can do that would make you look better to the Father? It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's a matter of believing and simply being who the Father made you in Christ. So quit trying to overcome something that God overcame in the work of Jesus. You are redeemed, which means you are set free from all debts. You have been justified, which means you have been brought into the state of righteousness. It's just like you never sinned. You have been acquitted before the court of God of all wrongdoing and stand in a perfect relationship with the Father. You've been sanctified, which means you've been set apart away from the world and unto the Father. The blood of Jesus paid for all of this and brought you into a perfect relationship with the Father. Go jump in his lap and enjoy it. Remember, you're seated at the right hand of God. And as far as overcoming goes, do you remember what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 37? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. It says we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. The battle that is left is for us to believe the right words. The point I'm trying to make is that we need not strive and perform to become righteous. We need to recognize that the work of Jesus has already brought us into a right state with God and we have the victory. We are more than conquerors spiritually. Now, mentally, we need to accept who he made us. Spiritually, the work is done. Mentally, we need to agree and be more than conquerors. What happens in your mind when you realize you have not been Christ-like? Is there a bit of condemnation? Is there a bit of shame? Perhaps a bit of regret? God does not condemn us. The enemy does. The Holy Spirit convicts us and endeavors to call us back into alignment with the truth that we are saints, not sinners. Take to heart what it says about our relationship with God and his Son in Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? 
It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. God is on your side. God is for you. He's not fighting against you. He's cheering you on and calling out to you to come to him. Remember, God so loved you that, as it says in verse 32, he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. So because of that, shall he not with Christ also freely give us all things? God gives you freely all things. Wow, is that a blank check? Because you are his child, he loves. Take a moment and bask in that love. Forget the past and recognize this truth that God's on your side, that he loves you and wants to shower you with blessings. It continues in verse 33 with a question, who's going to try to charge you with a crime? You're God's elect. He justified you in Jesus. The next question in verse 34 is, who condemns you? Christ died for you, and God raised him up and set him at his right hand and gave him the job to make intercession for you. Jesus is on your side, talking to the Father and reminding him that he paid the price that we might be in the Father's presence. I need to stand confident in who I've been made. The price of redemption for me, Jesus has paid. To stand in the presence of God requires no striving. Living in the work of Jesus has me thriving. Hopefully I have stirred up your mind and reminded you of who you are and who he made you. The world is doing everything it can to confuse us as to who we are in so many different ways. We cannot let the lies of our enemy take our eyes off the truth. We must focus on our true identity as beloved children of God in whom he is well pleased. Do you think of yourself as a sinner? That denies what Christ has made you. Thinking of yourself as a loser denies the love of Jesus who made you more than a conqueror. Take time today and rejoice in all that Christ has done for you and speak those truths over yourself, and be the new creation you are in him.